Sponsorship of the KQED live audio stream comes from Xfinity Mobile, featuring customized wireless plans. Customers can choose unlimited, buy the gig, shared data, or a mix of both and switch it up anytime. Learn more at XfinityMobile.com. From KQED in San Francisco, this is the Writer's Block. Hi, I'm Katie Crouch. I'll be reading from my novel Men and Dogs. The title character's name is Hannah Legree, and when Hannah was 11, her father disappeared into the harbor of her hometown of Charleston, South Carolina. Now it's 20 years later, and Hannah decides to try and find out what could have happened to him. I'll be reading from the second chapter, entitled Hannah's Fall. Hannah sees her father about once a month. Not all at one time, of course. Not the whole person. And never while she's consciously looking. Last week... She saw his shoulders at a wine store. Then one of the buyers at Saks surprised her by having his hair, early 40s thickness, light brown with a little gray. Her biology professor at Stanford had his nose. It was the first time she'd seen the nose on anyone other than her father, a rare find. Since then, she spotted it only on the face of her hairstylist and one of the contestants on Top Chef. During the first class she had with the nose, She was mesmerized. It was a stupid class, and, as with many at Stanford, Hannah coasted through on autopilot. Still, after seeing the nose, Hannah found herself going to office hours twice a week and spending long, unnecessary tutoring sessions with its owner. The rest of the man was nothing like Buzz. Short and dark, with bushy eyebrows and a smug, charmless voice, he immediately assumed Hannah had a crush on him. And who could blame him? She constantly made up excuses to see him, thought up inane questions about plant phyla and bird species, and brought in flowers plucked from the quad. At first the nose seemed to find her charming, but near the end of the term he became exasperated. "'I have a wife, Hannah,' he said, his caterpillar eyebrows straining to meet. "'This is very flattering, really. Listen, you've got an A. An A-plus, if there is such a thing.' I promise, just please, don't come back. Hannah didn't bother to tell the professor her story, because doing so would be a self-indulgent action that would defeat the proverbial point of moving to California. For that reason, very few people know that she has a father who went fishing at dusk when she was 11 and never returned. They don't know that Buzz Legree disappeared into thin air, leaving no note, body, or explanation. The fact is, Hannah has a hard time getting those close to her to understand how she could be so preoccupied by someone who left more than 20 years ago. Under her mother's direction, she and her brother were discouraged from hanging on to things. Sentimental clutter in the form of, say, photo albums and bulletin boards are not encouraged in the Legree family. Daisy is nothing if not a responsible mother. After her husband's disappearance, Hannah and Palmer were dutifully sent to church and to see a family counselor, his office complete with painted, inspirational posters bearing troubling slogans such as, Punishment halved is joy doubled, and Your yesterdays are only your tomorrows again. Did the sadness subside? It did. And that's exactly when, with a groaning crack, the glacial divide in the Legree household began to form. For her brother, Palmer, the topic of her father was closed. Her mother, too, seemed over it. 
having remarried within a year, something Hannah has never quite been able to forgive her for. So Hannah entered her twelfth year more than a little baffled. She still had, has, questions. For her, an empty boat floating on the harbor is not an obvious conclusion. Hannah believes her father is alive. As in, still in existence and breathing the same air as she is on this very earth. It's not that she isn't tempted to believe otherwise. There are just too many unexplained factors. For instance, how does one fall off a boat on a calm spring evening? And why did no one see her father out in the harbor? And why was he fishing on a Monday at twilight? And if he drowned, why was no body ever found? And finally, why, why was the dog still there? After six years of probing, Hannah succeeded only in estranging herself from her family. Palmer, Daisy, and her stepfather were tired of her questions, tired of what they saw as her relentless desire to cause upheaval in their lives. What do you need, Daisy once snapped in exasperation, a shark-eaten carcass? So when it came time for college, it became clear that Hannah's best option was just to leave. Since high school graduation, she's been back to Charleston only four times, a wedding, a Christmas, a funeral, and once with John each visit, an awkward jail sentence. It isn't that she doesn't appreciate the place. Who wouldn't adore the beaches and a local accent so complex it allows a woman to simultaneously seduce and reprimand in one single word? She probably loved it more than anyone, right up until that day in April when her father took off in his boat to find something better. A crappy thing for him to do, but as she's gotten older, she's come to admire her father for it. She's almost grateful, even because certainly her father's departure gave her an unquestionable license to leave without looking back. And she's thriving, isn't she? Stanford, a startup, then Stanford again for business school, and now another startup out of the ashes of the first. Three marathons, two biking centuries, a marriage, albeit slightly screwed, to a highly appropriate life partner. Her father never would have dreamed of such a future for her. Often she wakes up in the middle of the night, wanting to tell him. I'm killing it, Dad, she'd say. How about you? She Googles his name once a week. He left long before the Internet. Still, she sends emails to the kinds of addresses he might choose. Buzz at swampnet.com, belegree at charleston.net. But she receives only auto-replies from strangers. Action failed. Error. Your message did not go through. To subscribe to the Writer's Block and hear more stories, visit kqed.org slash writersblock. The Writer's Block is produced by KQED.